Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. On this week's Smartpreneur podcast, our guest is Roberto Lewis. Roberta is the founder of Roberta Lewis & Associates, with many years of experience with the CBA channel. Please welcome Roberta Lewis. Well, hi, Roberta. How are you today? Hey, Tom. How are you? Oh, man, I couldn't be better. Things are good. Sunshine's out. <laughs> Birds are singing. Otters are even out playing in the pond, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, Smartpreneurs, welcome to another Smartpreneur podcast uh, with our guest, Roberta Lewis, today. And Roberta's going to talk about something that's really, really important today. Her, her latest Smartpreneur uh, blog is called Creative Compensation and Incentive Plans. And plans are important to productivity and profits, right? So we're going to uh, no dive a little deeper you know, into that. And Roberta, I, I think my first uh, question or, or comment, however you want to look at it, is, you know, compensation plans are easy, right? Everybody can do it. Piece of cake. Because everybody's motivated by money, right? <laughs> well, nope. that's, not, that's not quite true, is it, Roberta? Not at all. So what's been your experience yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in creating compensation plans? I, I know you've created quite a few of them for a lot of uh, diverse situations. Um, yeah. Enlighten us. You know, compensation is everything. You know, and it, whenever you start seeing employees and, and you hear them start complaining and they go, oh, it's not money, it's always money, you know, or it's they, they don't feel like they're being recognized, appreciated. And so it's really important to me, and I learned it through through time with working with different jobs, you know, whether it be technicians, installers, managers, department heads. Um, it's really important that you recognize one them and then that you compensate them properly. And I learned that, you know, salary doesn't always, you know, salary doesn't do a lot for anybody. It doesn't incentivize them to work extra. It doesn't incentivize them to to even work a full full week, you know. And today I think that's more relevant because people don't want to work as much. And uh, if you tie their compensation to performance, they can make so much more money and you can make so much more money. Um, but the one thing about compensation that I learned early on is, you know, you have to be very careful when you're playing with someone's paycheck, you know. Yeah. It's really important that they don't trust the company. Even when they trust the company, when it comes to pay, they don't trust the company. Um, they might trust me, but 
they still feel like the company's trying to make more money and they're going to make less and they're not going to end up on the right end. So whenever I created compensation plans, I always did a pro forma. I would show their their productivity, you know, their either the whatever the measurement was, their labor, their billable hours. And then I would show that what they were compensated currently with that plan, right? Mm -hmm. And then I would do a second pro forma with the plans that I was presenting, you know, a way for them to make more money and a way to be more productive. And what you had to do when you implement, you showed them, you taught them, and they still didn't understand it most, most of the time. So what yeah. you had to do to implement a new plan is you had to, one, make your, your reporting had to be spot on. They, they had to know where they were at at any time and know if they were hitting something or not hitting it or below target. And then what you had to do, what we always did was we guaranteed them. Whichever was higher was the one I was going to pay them just to get them into the cycle of having a new compensation plan. So they felt like, okay, even, this is a new plan. I'm not going to make less than I made last year for doing the same work. Mm -hmm. So that, re that reporting is critical for a employee to feel like, oh, this is good for me, you know, and then to realize how much more money they're making and then how much more money the company's making. But you have, just, let me just give you an example. You have an installer out of the job, you know, and, the, the, you know, I, we live in the city of Houston. So to get to a job is like L.A., you know. It could take you two and a half hours to get to a project, you know. Yeah. So they have an hour, an hour and a half left to finish that job. You know, if they're on salary or even hourly, they're going to leave that job at 5 o'clock, right? And if you give them an incentive plan for them to finish the job where they can start the next job the next day, which is labor-based, time-based, they can stay an hour and a half and get it done. You save probably five hours for the time they go to and from that job again, and, and they're making more money. So once you prove that scenario to them and they start in their head realizing the reality of their efforts and their time, then it's a no-brainer. You know, they're doing it for you but for themselves. So yeah, it just – it really – it's really important to, to measure and to show them what, what, how their efforts make a difference to everybody and to the customer as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, what you, uh, what you track and what you measure, you can improve, right? And that, no that, that actually tied into one of the questions I was going to ask you. you. You answered it partially already, but uh, let's dive in just a little bit more, and that is, you know, it's one thing when you when you create a compensation plan for sales, right? But you brought up the installation team, and that that really I think is a is a great opportunity to talk a little bit more about that. How how did you or what do you think about what type of compensation works for that uh, installer in the field? And sometimes you have different levels of installers, right? You've you've got kind of the the secondary the guy that's always with lead installers, or you've got full technicians out there, you've got service technicians. Uh, what did the compensation plan look like for those folks in order so to we, make it? We, only, we had a compensation plan for the lead installers only. So the helpers, you know, sometimes there was three people on a truck. Mm -hmm. So it was always the lead installers that had a compensation plan or incentive plan. I'm not going to say compensation plan, incentive plan. Incentive plan, so yeah. They, yeah, they, they were incentivized based on their billable hours. And there was some other criteria in, into that where they could get extra bonuses based on, you know, trips. And uh, we kind of tracked, tracked 
we catch everything, you know. That's the one thing about back in my time. I was even before all of the systems and the business software they have today that does it, we were actually just doing it all on spreadsheets, you know. Uh, because if you can't count it, you can't manage it. Uh, that's why we built Smart Office, because it, it takes a long right. time to Excel. It, it takes a long time. You know, can't tell you how many hours I was on computers doing, doing, doing tracking. You know, but um, but actually, at some point, I got I had a uh, systems a systems man that started doing it all, all the reporting for me, which made it a lot easier. But uh, uh, it's it's really important on each lead job. Yeah, I'm not even talking even your your repair technicians, your programmers, but you just need to. Consider an incentive plan to help them perform higher, you know, and for their billable hours to be higher. And if, if they feel like they're, they're paid X amount no matter what because they're this lead installer, lead programmer, they have no incentive to put in any extra effort, right? So yeah. you really have to think about that and then come up with a manner to compensate them to overperform. You know, to use that extra time and to push them their self, push their own self to to do better. And uh, every it's really easy. You just have to do like I said. You got to set up some pro formas. You got to talk to them. You got to see what they're looking for. And if they can make extra money, you know, not so much time and a half, yeah. but if they can work better in a day and have more billable hours and still be able to go home to their family at night, they'll understand that. You know, so it's just making sure that you show them the possibilities and to get their buy-in and then to make sure that they trust what you're doing. Now, you, you brought up billable hours. Um, there's kind of two ways of doing businesses out there in the in the systems integration business that, that we see. Uh, one is kind of like time and materials. Like you said, you know, we're going to, the more hours you build, the more you charge for. But a lot of companies out there will you know give a hard hard proposal that you know here's the number right. the project for this so in that situation there's a dedicated amount of hours in there uh, I, know, I know in my uh, companies in the past you know we tracked productivity and it productivity is a an efficiency is a, a really um uh big subject in, in the industry and uh, you know a lot of people claim very high efficiency um and some people just don't talk about it Right. Did, did you have any experience at all? Uh, it, it sounds like you guys are probably mostly time and materials, but any experience at all in uh, tracking productivity and, and providing bonuses or incentives based upon productivity rather than billable hours? Kind so of we the were the opposite, right? We, we were we were we were less time and material. Time and material okay. was more of the retail word, but the custom business was all on bids. You know, the labor for that job was was predetermined at the closing of that project. Yep. So it was really important to make sure the person that was quoting the labor had a really good handle on what the job entailed. And like I said today, there's so many more tools and you know just the efficiencies that are available through software uh, that weren't available back then. So yes, you do need to track the time. Where's where's this crew going? Where are they working? How many hours is on this job? You know, what's travel to the job? Uh, travel in time, you know, when you're in a big city, that could eat up a really big part of your labor job. Yeah. So it's really important to have those those efficiencies in place or you're going to lose. And you won't know that because the payroll cost is going to go from your bottom line and it's not so much always going to get charged to that job. 
So it's really important not to have the salesman quoting the labor on the job because he's going to undercut the labor and try to make more money on the gear. Um, but um, it's just, it's really important to have that, and you know that, everybody knows that today, you know, with all of the companies that are out there doing, you know, uh, tracking systems and labor management. And, um, it's, it's easier today, but it's very, very important to make sure that you're incentivizing those installers, lead installers, to uh, participate, almost like a partner. You know, yeah. he was he was a he was a private, uh, and we actually had some. We had some outside uh, installers that started their business from us. You know, mm-hmm. they uh, we get we gave them labor, and but if, if they were running their own business as a custom installer, you know, what would they do? You know, so you need to think about how you're compensating them. Is that they were an independent working for you? Um, if they're just a guy on the payroll, you, you, you'll lose sight of how much time they're wasting or how much time they're billing, you know, yeah. without keeping up with that time. So I would definitely say that. And another thing that I shared in the blog, which I just want to squeeze in, is when you put people on incentive plans, because we had our managers on incentive plans, that, is to make that, sure. That's exactly yeah, the question we were asking next was about, was about that. Um, yeah. So did, interrupt yeah, you, but... it, I want to get specific about this. Uh, you, you talk in the blog uh, about um, this this uh, balancing act, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, about making sure they don't squeeze too much, you know, and then inhibit things. So uh, right. if you would, you were head that way anyway, but uh, 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 please share that uh, that strategy. Yeah, so I had uh, our top managers, which were uh, – at the time of retail, we had custom division, which is really big, but it was big custom company and then seven retail stores. Well, we put all of our stores management on, not, not the assistant managers, but the managers on a, a compensation plan that wasn't just salary. They also sold. So they had, two, they had a lot of juggling. They had management salaries to be the manager. They had compensation for selling. And usually they were some of the top salesmen, unfortunately. <laughs> and then we had an incentive plan monthly, right? And that plan for the manager was based on bottom line. So um, it was like almost like a partner. So mm-hmm. if the company or the store made more money, then they had a larger bonus at the year end. But we paid that bonus 60% monthly. And we held 40% for the year-end audit and the year-end close. Just so, and we figured that factor over years to realize that, yeah, 40 was a safe percent to hold, right, in case that they're good months, bad months, and so that they didn't end up at, at the end and not have any money, right, yeah, right. for their year-end bonus. So, uh, but you have to be very careful with that because when a, when a manager can make decisions that perhaps they feel like it's it's saving the company money or saving his store money, it can be very detrimental to your store and your company. And I learned that the hard way, of course. That's the only way I learned stuff. But uh, they, I had one manager that was very, you know, accounting savvy and understood that his bonus was going to be bigger if he brought more money down. And so he started cutting everything. He cut inventory to where inventory was short. He cut his staff, you know. And I was like, whoa, you know, because what happens there is you cut your staff, then you've got customers that are waiting, customers that are unhappy, customers that walk out the door, customers that aren't getting taken care of after the sale. 
you cut the inventory, people come in and they can't find what they want, you know. So uh, it's, it's just, it's a balancing act that you have to teach them, you know. If they were an owner, that there, there's repercussions for making decisions that might appear to save money today. Yeah. You know, what is important is that balance that, you know, yeah, I'm going to carry a little inventory, you know, a little bit more inventory at this time of year because customers are, are doing things outdoor. I'm going to beef up my outdoor inventory for outdoor audio, you know. I'm going to, you know, you just really have to be strategic. And some of that you just, it's a learn. It's a learning habit. And after, you know, after your managers are in place for five years and doing it, you know, it, it becomes natural. You know, they are just as they've got the ability to make the same decisions you're making, right? And know mm -hmm. that, yes, maybe it cost me a little money this month, but by year end, it's going to make up. So anyway, you have to be very careful with that. So compensation yeah. plans at every level can can go array, you know, and that's why you've got to track them and make adjustments. You know, nothing is, is concrete and stone. If something's not working for both of you, you can make some interim adjustments, but just make sure you document it and that they're very clear that we're not taking advantage of you because you're making more money this way and we want you to make less money. And I always told them and uh, I wanted them to make more, more, more than I make, you know, and most salesmen today make more than the owners make, you know, <laughs> at, at the top level. That's just a fact, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. if they're working, they're producing, they should be compensated for it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, well thank you, Roberta. That was uh, very enlightening. Uh, Smartpreneurs, I hope you yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next time on Smartpreneur Podcast. Uh, remember, you can always uh, watch the previous podcasts either at our website, simplereliable.com, or listen to it wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts. Uh, Roberta, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Nice talking to you. And I, uh, I recommend uh, if, uh, uh, if you have some time, uh, go to LinkedIn and search for Roberta Lewis of Roberta Lewis and Associates and uh, connect up. She's a great friend to have. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Right. Have a great day.